Welcome to the Social Work Your Life podcast with me, Kim Beam. I am an educator, a creative writer, a social worker, a cancer survivor, and so much more. My life experiences, my gut and intuition, they have guided me throughout my journey so far. We are going to navigate this roller coaster of our lives together, finding practical ways to cope. Join me as we learn to trust our intuition and find our joy. Let's jump into today's episode. Hi and welcome. Uh, This is Kim from Social Work Your Life and today we are going to talk about fear. A couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month or two ago, we talked about numbing pain and that's this is something very different. So fear is when you know that you are terrified to do something and you have to do it anyway or you don't have to do it. You have a choice to make. And then how do you know how to make a choice how do you know what the right choice is to make so one of the things i've talked about i just created the love relationship how to create your dream future love partnership right in making that i tell a story where i talk about how i used to ask people all the time how they knew their partner was supposed to be their partner and they just said i just knew i'm like well how did you know and they're like i just knew And then somebody pointed out and they were like, well, if you're asking the question, Kim, then you haven't had that experience yet. And so the person you're with may not be your person because you're asking the question. Like, oh, that's even more terrifying. How do I not know? How do you know? How do you know the person you're with is the person you're supposed to be with? Right? And then there's the fear. So going along those lines, I was asked out on a date and, uh, I was terrified by the idea of going out on a date with this person. Not because he was terrifying, but because of the risk that would be involved. I saw it as a very risky venture. <laughs> the, we um, we act, act, actually like worked in the same space and we like knew each other from around and uh, there were lots of other factors going on. And I, I just, I felt like there was a risky moment. Like, do I... Do I want to like do this thing? Do I want to be exposed and involved and all of the other things that could happen there? And so I, I decided that since, since I have, um, okay, so I had, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which most of you know, and I talk about this regularly because it was a pivotal point in my life. It was like a moment when everything shifted for me. I, um, I decided after chemo that I was going to start living. There were a lot of things. So I had, I made a reference a couple of weeks ago that I like had a fundamentalist stick shoved up my butt. And I did. I had a fundamentalist stick shoved up my butt. But once I got done with cancer and chemo, I kind of removed the fundamentalist stick. I was like, I am done with this. Like, I'm done. I walked away from faith and God and I started letting myself live a little. There were things that I just didn't do because I was trying to be a good Christian and I like cut myself off from life. So in order to create the life I love and in order to create who I wanted to be, I had to like take some risks and start saying yes to things that I had previously said no to. And in some ways that's scary and in some ways that's amazing and wonderful. So I took some risks and when this guy asked me out, I said yes. And I was like, this could either be really great or it'll crash and burn. And 
it's it's worth it to me to live a little and experience life and to stop holding myself back by saying no all the time. It makes me think of that Jim Carrey movie, The Yes Man, where he has to say yes to anything that comes up. And as a result, he starts having these crazy wild adventures and he starts experiencing things he never would have experienced had he said no. And so I started saying yes to things, which means adventure. When I was little, I would stand in line for a roller coaster and I would be like, I'm getting on, I'm not getting on, I'm getting on, I'm not getting on, I'm getting on, I'm not getting on, I'm getting on, I'm not getting on. And sometimes I would go on and sometimes I wouldn't. And now I don't force myself to go on roller coasters. Like in the world of risk and fear, roller coasters are not something I feel are, is necessary to the story, right? I'm not going to be a better person or a worse person in life if I throw myself on a roller coaster or if I take myself off a roller coaster. Like this is not the risk that's really high risk for me. And because the stakes on a roller coaster are low and I don't really like, I don't like a lot of them, I say no to them. I just say no, no, I don't need to put my body through that. I have anxiety. I have like things that make me uncomfortable. No, I'm saying no. And then it's okay. It's okay to say no to that. I'm going to be honest. It's okay to say no to whatever you want to say no to. You don't have to have people hug you. You don't have to do a lot of things. You really don't. I mean, obviously paying your bills is important, but you, you could be homeless. That's fine, right? Like, there are societal expectations of what you're supposed to look like and your home gets to be your home. It doesn't have to be, you know, a million dollar home or a half a million dollar home. It could, you, you could choose to live in a tiny house in the woods. In fact, I know people who built a tree house in the woods and it was like self-sustaining and like, it like heated the hot water as you needed it, right? Like you get to, you get to decide what's, what's best for you and how you want to do that without societies like pressures on what that looks like. But it has to be, my encouragement would be, I'm going to change that it has to be. My encouragement would be, is it should be true for you. It should be true for your authentic self and your authentic needs and what it is that you are looking for in a, in a well-rounded, beautiful way. So what, is, so what does this look like? What is the risk or the thing that you are thinking about doing that you're terrified of? Because let's be honest, in some ways, starting social work your life is terrifying to me. Being a public speaker is something I've dreamed of being my entire life. I have always wanted to be somebody who stood in front of people and told a story. My entire life, that's what I wanted. In fact, I used to like talk into an audio recorder and just tell stories. So this isn't so far from like, what I used to do when I was little. Like, it really is my dream, what I'm doing right now. But there's another part of me that's like terrified by this. I'm exposed and I'm being seen and um, I'm putting out myself out there and there are risks to all of this. The risks that I'm happy I'm taking, right? I'm excited I'm taking these risks. I'm excited I'm having these experiences. And that's really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for experiences. I'm looking to learn and to grow and to expand myself and expand my life and expand the way I see the world. I can't do that if I stay small. I mean, I can, but it's not going to be to the same capacity. 
we come to earth in human form in these little earth suits that we all wear to learn and grow because our soul wants to expand and wants to have experience when i was younger i think one of the reasons i shoved a fundamentalist stick up my ass was because i was scared i was scared of life i was scared of what it would mean i was scared of all the things right i was scared of all of it and now i realize i don't have time to be scared i looked death in the face in fact i had a couple of conversations with death we had a couple chats and one day i was actually ready to go with death i was ready to go and my mom was like you're not leaving you're not gonna go and i was like no i'm ready i'm ready i can check out now i'm i'm done and my mom was like you're not done we're not done we still have some chemos to go you're not checking out and i looked at death who was looking at me and i said are you ready because i think i'm ready but i'm still here and i am not gonna let the rest of my life look like the first of my life. I want experiences and I want risk and I want adventure, but I also want to be wise and balanced. There are times where you're like terrified and you're terrified because it's not for you. That's not for you. Like that thing, don't do it, right? Like whatever it is, here you go. I am terrified of jumping out of a plane with a parachute, right? I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. It's like a roller coaster to me. It, it seems unnecessary. <laughs> That's not an experience I want. Now, there are other people in this lifetime who are like, yes, I love jumping out of planes. It's my favorite thing. And I recently read a book where they jump out of a plane together. Mm, it was the sequel to The Things You Never Got Over. I think it's The Things You Could Hide from the Light by Lucy Score. She and her, the, the main character, Lena and um, Nash, I think, jump out of a plane at one point in that book. And the way that they described it actually made it sound like it might be something that's interesting. Like, seriously, I might want to, like, yeah, think about that some more. Because I think my fear of jumping out of a plane with a parachute is stopping me from experiencing this moment of total peace that happens when you're you know, way up there in the atmosphere. And I'm not willing to give myself that experience because of my own fear. And there are plenty of things we say no to because of fear, right? Like, and, and, but some of those might be like, I, I wondered at one point about whether or not I should move to Alaska and take, and take a teaching or a social work job in Alaska. And there's another part of me that's like, Kim, you don't know anybody in Alaska, and Alaska's really far away from your family, and that part of the adventure wasn't, wasn't really something I was into at that moment. Um, I was still suffering a lot from some cancer side effects, and um, Cold and I aren't necessarily friends, and being in Alaska just seems unwise. There's a difference between like your own fear stopping you because you think that this isn't really what direction you're supposed to go in, like your higher self, the best, viewiest you, the best version of you, the, the highest, most knowledgeable wisdom part of you is like, yeah, that's not what your soul needs in this lifetime. Like, no, we're not going in that direction. You need to go in this other direction for what your soul needs to experience. So that's, that's one part of it. The other part of it 
is if there's like bad energy that doesn't vibe with your energy. You know how like sometimes you bump into a person and you're like, yeah, that person just not on my plane and we're not even close to each other's plane. Like we're not even, we're not even near each other's plane. Like I don't even know where that person's coming from. So there was a point in my life where I was really low in the vibration sense. And whenever I bumped into somebody who was higher in the vibration sense, I thought that they were airheads. <laughs> like that person is the most airheaded person I know. And now I have, I, my younger self would judge me as being the biggest airhead in the world. And I know that. But when you bump into somebody who's not on your vibrational plane and they annoy you beyond measure, again, you don't have to be friends with anyone you don't want to be friends with. If your family's like, you have to be friends with them because they're your cousin or you have to be friends with them because you're blah, blah, blah. No, you really don't. And you can send your parent to come find me, or you can send your aunt to come find me, or you can send some family member to come find me who's told you you need to be friends with so-and-so. You can be like, no, Kim Beam says I don't have to, I don't have to. I give you permission to not be friends with whoever you don't want to be friends with. You don't have to. Just like you don't have to hug anybody you don't want to hug. You don't. So if somebody is not on your plane, is it because, and you are challenged by them, is that challenge a good thing? Is it like, oh, I'm like learning and growing and I have the potential to learn and grow from this person? Or is it, no, they're just really annoying and I want nothing to do with them? Because those two things could be true at the same time. Um, but I, I have left people behind because who they are and who they have exposed themselves to be is not what I want for my energy, for my experiences, for my, for my core people. I'm looking for more character than that. That might sound bad, but that's, that's where that is. And then there's the, like, I'm scared of it because I absolutely need to do it. And I know I need to do it. And I know it's going to expose me and it's going to put me in situations that are bigger than I think I can handle, but I'm excited beyond measure. And it's, it's going to be a risk that I am walking into with my eyes wide open. And that's, and that's something we need more of too. Knowing that what you're doing is super exciting and the risk is there, it exists. Kind of like somebody who's choosing to go off to college or starting a trade program, right? There's some risks involved in doing all of that, to learning something new, to, to going out, to experiencing these things. All of these things include some risk, right? There's the risk of failure. There's a risk of like moving away from home and like meeting all these other people. And like all of these things are risky. But if you want to get where you want to be, you have to take that risk, right? You have to like be willing to say yes. So I'm in the middle of this intuition course right now. I knew that I knew that I had to take it. Like the, the, the circumstances that lined up with my taking this intuition course are really kind of fascinating because I was, in, I was visiting Kami in Abu Dhabi and I was in the bathroom one morning and I was like, I need a how to teach intuition class. That's what I need. I need to teach people intuition and I need a class on how to teach intuition. And then Kami was checking her email and Heather Alice Shea put out an email that said, brand new, I'm starting a how to teach intuition class. And I was like, you're joking. She's like, no. And I was like, I'm in. And I signed up that day. I think I was the first one who signed up. I was like, I heard about it and I signed up. I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I'm going to take this how to teach intuition class. 
So I'm going to be uh, in September of 2023 an intuition teacher. Come find me at Social Work Your Life if you want to learn how to hone your own intuition and you want to be able to tap into what is scientifically known as your own insight and higher self and your own inner wisdom. Like just how Einstein knew E E equals MC squared. He knew that that was true before he was able to prove it. He just knew it was true and then he proved it. So how do you tap into the same thing with like Edison and the light bulb? He knew it was possible. He just took a while to figure out how to do it, right? He knew it was out there. It was just a matter of how to do it. And that's your intuition right there. And your intuition tells you what to do and how to do it. And that's that's when things light up and maybe become a little fearful. It's easy to walk in fear. It's really easy to walk in fear. But when you're doing something that you know is the direction you're supposed to go in and it lights you up and makes you excited, even if there is fear, there's a drive and there's a peace and there's a sense that you're going the right way. Just like when I would ask people, how did you know that your person was your person? Just like that. You know when you're doing something that's scary that it's the right thing to do. You know it's right to leave your job to go for this other job. You know it's right to do this for that reason. You just know that you 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 know that it's right. And so as I'm wrapping this up, just because you're afraid doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And just because you're afraid doesn't mean you should right? There are things that are terrifying. And I mean, we can use the example from every horror movie ever, right? And you're just like, no, don't go in the house. No, don't pick up the phone. No, don't go upstairs. Like you just know. But when you're the one living it, you don't necessarily see the pitfalls. You're the one who you don't necessarily see how it, how it's going to like has the possibility to all fall apart and crumble. And that's all part of like learning and experience and like wisdom you get because you've had experiences, right? Like, and sometimes you just have to take the risk and fail. And that's terrible. And that's also really exciting because what Dyson, he failed for years, like 20 years. He was making a vacuum in his basement before he got it right. And Edison, I think he had like 10,000 light bulbs before he came up on the light bulb. Like, failure is part of the learning process and you're not going to get it right the first time. And if you're scared that you're going to fail and that's why you're not doing it, I mean, there are a number of things in my life that I was scared of failing and I didn't go for it. And is that a loss? Maybe. Maybe it is. But there were also learning moments And looking back, I'm not so certain the life I thought I wanted when I was little is really the life I wanted. And so as you grow, you expand what you want and you, and you learn what you need and you reach out for help. Hopefully reach out for help. And if there's anything we can do for you here at social work, your life, let us know. And if you're really scared, and you're, and you're looking for some help and some support in figuring out how to do that, and you're wondering if you're supposed to go forward or not, and you need some balance and you need some, some support in that, Kim, Beam, Social Work Your Life, I'm doing coaching. So 
come find me and we can figure out what is the best course for you in your life right now. And if it fails miserably, how do we, how do we cope with that? Or if it's the greatest thing ever, what's the next greatest thing ever for you? All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. I know you have a ton of options out there, and I am grateful for you being here with me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or post it on social media. If you have a topic or question you would like me to go over, connect with me on socialworkyourlife.com. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll talk to you soon.